Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Our second scripture reading for today comes to us from the gospel according to Luke, continuing our reading from last week, which you can also find in your bulletin comes from Luke chapter 3, verses 7 to 18. Let us listen now to God's holy word. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, what then should we do? In reply, John said to them, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, teacher, what should we do? John said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed to you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? John said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I have baptized you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. We return this week to John the Baptist as he preaches a message of metanoia. I could give you a pop quiz right now and ask you if you remember what metanoia means. Just curious, does anyone remember what it means? Okay, here's your refresher then. (laughs) It is the Greek word which means to turn, to literally turn our minds, to turn our hearts. 
That is the message we hear this morning from John. Now, this turning and the other words of John, we might not think joy is the first thing that comes to mind, especially when John's words appear to come off being so harsh. Yet within our reading for today, we find the importance of reordering our lives so that they begin to align with the heart of God and the will of God. For some, this joy might be hard to see because John's words aren't good news. For one reason or another, perhaps they're in a position where reordering their lives means giving up something. So that isn't good news. But the news is very good for others. It depends on where we see ourselves in relationship to God's calling to take a close look at ourselves and determine what needs attention and affection so that we might open up the gift of joy this season. Now, joy takes many forms, which is complex enough. Throw in the word Christmas, though, and joy gets even more complicated. So let me clear up one thing and say that the problems and pains in our lives don't disappear just because it's the holiday or the Christmas season. For as miraculous and as joyous as it was, the birth of Christ cannot remove the pains of grief, of sorrow, of anxiety or stress that our bodies are feeling right now. What we can listen for in our reading for today and this Advent Christmas season is how a change within our hearts might kindle within us a new fire, a fire that will help provide an additional source of joy that walks alongside whatever it is we are carrying with us this very moment. Not to erase whatever it is we are feeling, but to complement it, to help us see this world a new way. It gives us all the more reason to pause and ask what actually drew people to John the Baptist, especially when we hear him yelling, you brood of vipers. How could that possibly spark joy? But really, have you ever wondered why people gather to hear John preach? Because for as eccentric as John was, there must have been something magnetic about his message, even if at first it seems to be harsh and disciplinarian. I think it was because John preached a message of salvation, of wholeness and healing to anyone who would listen. You didn't have to be born into a priestly class. You didn't have to have wealth to earn your salvation. You also didn't have to be powerful or be in a position of power. 
What John preached and I think what attracted people was that all you had to do was believe and act on your belief. And as John went baptizing and preaching the word of God, he set the stage for a much bigger event that would come in the form of Christ's earthly ministry. As John baptized with water, Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit, gathering people together who would tap into the undiscovered joy that is waiting for us to uncover it. All it requires is it for it, all it requires of us is to turn in both body and spirit. To turn to reorient our hearts and our minds back to the life-giving light of God. I have just a short anecdotal story that I think will help convey this point of turning and tapping into this undiscovered joy. I will say, since this story involves my sister, which many of you have met, she knows that I'm going to tell the story. I have her permission. I wouldn't embarrass her by just telling the story without uh, telling her. When my sister was little, I believe it was around Christmas, when she was little, my parents obviously... Well, my parents got my sister and I presents for for the holiday. And she was so excited to see them. Now, to be clear, she was excited about her presence. Not what was inside, but the presents themselves. She was completely satisfied and ecstatic to have received boxes wrapped in colorful, shiny paper with ribbons. So happy that for weeks or so, she just pushed them around in her toy cart. The simple joys of being a child, I guess. Now, at some point, this had to stop. <laughs> and so my parents eventually showed my sister what was inside those beautifully wrapped boxes. Now, if my sister was happy at having just received boxes wrapped in paper, imagine how she felt when she discovered what was inside those boxes. I think the lesson here for us this morning the good news that we hear in this passage, in these words from John, is that if we think or if we thought the mundane or shiny things wrapped in colorful paper could bring us joy, imagine what joy we could feel if we turned our hearts and our minds and opened up the present of divine love found in the manger, and we let that transform us. For us to fully seize the gift of new life and that was granted to all of us at that manger, it means we have to do more than acknowledge or apologize to God. That's why John the Baptist's message is not the end of the story. 
It's not a checklist that he gave people to say, if you just apologize or if you do X, Y, and Z, you're good to go. No, instead, John the Baptist's message was much more. It marks the beginning of a larger narrative for us to play a part in the grander unfolding story that includes you, includes me, includes creation, and an infant who was God incarnate who would walk alongside us as we discover the joy of living in the harmonious vision God has cast for all of us. It may not always be the smoothest journey. It may not always be the easiest endeavor, because again, the holiday seasons are already complex enough. It may not be what we even want to open. But friends, may we take a risk in opening the gift of transformation that calls our hearts to turn. For that transformational experience is worth it, as it will allow us to bask in the joy of God's unending love. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.